0: And welcome back to the Murty Creative Co. podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is do-it-yourself. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who has supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us on our social media to keep up to date with our daily photos and be the first one to know more about our new product launches. You can also use our subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, and exclusive colors on the website. Or you can get a blank one on Amazon Prime. Alright, so first off, there's a little bit of a new segment called Mother's Corrections. My mother, big avid listener of my podcast, has... um, She calls me probably once every so often and says, Colin, you need to clarify this because I think you didn't mean it the way you did. So, two clarifications from my mother. First off, Spencer, from our Spencer episode, my dear friend, went to Whitewater, not Eau Claire. It's an important difference. I know that to uh, some of my Eau Claire fans and to some of my Whitewater fans. So, um, he did go to Whitewater, not Eau Claire. Also, Uh, There was uh, something I'd mentioned earlier about uh, the competition that I'd won won at Concordia, and I wanted to clarify, all of the money went to launching the company. It just wasn't as successful as I originally had hoped. That was really what I meant by that. Apparently, I had worded that in a weird way. So thanks, Mom. I hope you uh, continue to listen, and I hope you continue to give me these uh, little corrections. Anyway, so today we're talking about do-it-yourself. I think it's an important uh, topic in general, and there's kind of Two aspects to this, two sides to this. The first one is the concept of do-it-yourself in regards to solving the problem yourself. There's this tendency and this desire in, I think, a lot of the business realm to say, we're going to work on delegating this to someone else. And while I think that that is an important part of leadership and being able to find good people and trust them when they're in the room, like I talked about in the crisis episode, and having uh, people you can trust around you to, to do things and to delegate things to, that's important. There are times when it's appropriate for you to just do it yourself, to solve the problem that's in front of you, and for you to use your ingenuity to come up with a solution, not to rely on others. And I think that that especially is important when it comes to um, solving problems that I think are critical to the company. Now, <clears throat> that leads into my second topic here, which is do it yourself in the more classical sense of solving a problem in a new and creative way. So, I'm going to give you guys some context. We originally, when we got started doing the full page engravings like our Da Vinci and uh, our new geodesic design, there's a really cool. Um, cool opportunity with those to really create beautiful, beautiful designs and kind of showcase our uh, capabilities from a design and development standpoint. But for those of you who have seen those designs, they're huge. They take an hour and a half on the engraver and they use the engraver, the entire engraving bed. Now, the problem with that is that the the system that pulls the smoke off of the the leather as it's being created by the, the laser That system is designed to really work on only a smaller-ish area of the leather itself. Now, for most of our laser engravings, it's not a problem that they're right within that kind of realm, but with the uh, long-term, hour-and-a-half engravings of the full page that use the entire length of the laser bed, there are times when it produces smoke, and it produces enough smoke that it's gotten to the point where it's pretty smoky in that room. Now that we've got more and more orders for those larger uh, full-page engravings, that's created a new problem for us from a, a smoke standpoint. And in the beginning, it wasn't that big of a deal because there wasn't that much, but now it's becoming a little bit more of an issue. Now, to start with, what we first did was we used masks, special chemical protection masks from 3M, and we beefed those up pretty, we got better and better and better ones, um, and now we've got some really powerful protective gear, which helps prevent us from inhaling the smoke, um, but after a while, we noticed that it was—it wasn't just when you were working in the room, which we did ventilate properly, and we had uh, different—you know—we had the windows open and the fans going and things like that. But it still was having some a bit of an issue, and uh, we got—we we noticed that some of that that smoke was actually filtering to the rest of the house. So when we weren't wearing our masks, but we were sitting in the living room, you still had that smell. Uh, so we solved that a little bit more uh, recently by buying a new filter system. Now, it's. It's a really powerful filter system um, designed to pull a lot of gases out, and it's actually, I think, better for us. I was researching what the OSHA standards were, and initially, I'll go back a little bit, initially what I was doing was the original fan that came with the laser engraver broke. It wasn't a very powerful fan to start with, and it didn't really do a very good job. So what I did is I bought a hair dryer, and I pulled uh, used the hair dryer on cool, pointing away from the system. So it had a bit of uh, ducting that kind of hooked up to the back of the laser engraver into that port that was the exhaust port, and then it had the hair dryer was uh, basically sucking from the machine and blowing out into the outside, right? And that worked for a little while, except for about three days after using that, the hair dryer went kaput, and I, you know, pulled it out and took a look at it. It was completely coated with soot. So I thought to myself, okay, I can solve that. So I put uh, a filter system, and that helped a little bit, but it still was pu- wasn't pulling enough of the um, of the smoke out of the out of the room. So I went online, I asked some of my uh, my friends on uh, our Facebook chats, whether in the laser engraving community, and asked them what they used, and all of a sudden I got a bunch of great responses. And it was great because actually what it did is it got me started reading up on the OSHA regulatory issues. It got me reading up on the pollution requirements, all of the various little regulatory components that go into this um, into this system. Now, I'm going to do a whole podcast on the regulatory issues here and you know all of the things that we have to deal with from compliance standards and all of these other good things. But to give you kind of a short, <clears throat> quick little version of what we have to keep in mind, we've got sound, we've got light, we've got um, air quality. And we've got, um, obviously, the regular everything else that's non-manufacturing-based, like, you know, brakes and things along those lines. So, um, the three primary ones, obviously, we've got lasers that we're working with. So, we need to have proper eye protection that helps cut down on the uv radiation that when you're looking at the laser we need to have proper um everyone is required to wear a mask even when we get the ventilation system perfected everyone's still going to be required to wear a mask to make sure that they're not breathing any any excess particulate and then that last factor is um running the filtration system so that it pulls all of the smoke and carbon through a filter system to make sure that when it's blowing out of the exhaust port it's clean air now, the good news is we the clean air exhaust port showed up today. The system showed up today, at least a portion of it. It isn't all fully done. But um, it came, and it was, I mean, it's the filter and it's the fan, but it wasn't re- the rest of the system because the rest of the system hasn't shown up Monday. Um, but I'm still working on trying to get it built. So I went to Home Depot, and I pulled up, and I got a couple of, you know, all of the equipment and everything. I got a bucket to put it in, and now I've set up the system so that it sucks the air at a much, much higher rate, much, much faster speed through the fan ducting system, pulls it through the filter, which is designed to filter out any any polluted whatsoever, and then blow out the cleaner out the other end. And it's awesome. It's been working really well, and we're kind of putting it through its paces now. Um, But the other advantage that I think is an important one was the hairdryer was about 100 decibels. That's a sound measurement. 100 decibels. And the problem with that running eight hours a day, it's loud. And actually, it's too much noise pollution for OSHA requirements. The new system is 49 decibels, which is much, much quieter. Um, so that's, that's been really good for us as well so that we can have all of these different pieces of compliance in play. A little bit was had to be MacGyver just because of the way that, uh, the system is designed to be used. Originally that filter system is actually designed to be used for, uh, filtering out any sort of gases coming off crops in a greenhouse system. Cause those can really, you know, build up and create really bad smells and other things like that. So it's a pretty powerful industrial system, um, but it wasn't really designed to pull um, from a specific location. So I've had to create kind of a, a, a capture system that is hooked up to a hose and it moves like 200 cubic uh, feet per minute and all of the other great things that you need. So that's been a, a better system and actually it's been working out pretty well and we're pretty excited about it. We're going to continue to run it through its paces and I'll keep you guys updated how it goes. But I think that may have been part of my cold was actually kind of triggered by, uh, some of the smoke in that room. So I'm excited to see that improve. All right, so today we're going to talk about today's use. Today's use is related to the do it yourself. Whenever you're working on designing a new uh, a new item, a new product, anything else at all, if you're just Warning to work on designing something for your homework. Anytime you need a design notebook, it's kind of a bit tricky sometimes because sometimes you need graph paper, sometimes you need lined paper, sometimes you need specific size graph paper, which, you know, specific blocks. All of those different things, it's easy to adapt our binders. You just can go find them online, you go search graph paper, and a lot of, there's a couple of great graph paper generators that'll tell you, okay, you want one inch by one inch squares, you want quarter inch by quarter inch, you want five millimeter, you know, whatever size squares you want, you can have them made, print off that gray paper, 3 three, old punch it and throw it in the binder, and now you You've got your own custom design notebook. Allows you to keep track of all of those different uh different to yourself designs as you keep working on it. All right. So today's day in a life. I talked all about it a little bit today, and I'm gonna keep going on, but it's uh we definitely have been working on this. This is definitely taking up my most of my day. This morning we got up early at the crack of dawn to get uh, Friday night, Saturday morning orders made and out before the post office closes at noon, and we were able to get that all taken care of and done. So that was good. As you can kind of tell, I'm a little under the weather still, so I'm trying to recover here, but. So most of my day's been making orders early this morning and then working on getting the filtration system up and running today, so... All right, uh, thank you so much for tuning in today. Please uh, tune back in tomorrow to check on our next topic, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button below to be sure to get the latest podcast right away. If you have any questions or concerns about your leather binder, please feel free to contact us on the main page of our website, at MurdyCreative.co. or you can contact us via our Instagram and Facebook. You can text, email, call, direct message, all the usual stuff, and I'll do my best to be available whenever possible. I do love talking to all of you guys. That being said, if you have any podcast topics you want to hear about, send them my way. I'm always happy to engage with our growing community, and I want to give you guys what you want. If you're looking for multiple binders for gifts, giveaways, menus, really any reason, ask about our bulk discounts. We do have those available. Uh, Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful day. Goodbye.